is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number nine of the Culture Shock Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Grant. And sitting across the table from me is... Cody Yeager. What's up? What's going on? I thought you were going to say T. Grizzle. T. Grizzle, that's what we practice. And you are what? C-Money. I think... C-Money? C-Money. T-Money. T-Grizzle. That's what, that's what I like to hear. Um, yeah. So what you been doing? Uh, pretty much the same thing you've been doing. Which is what? Which is dealing with Alabama Department of Motor Vehicles. Bless it. They've been fine. I, I've actually had no complaints. I've been with, or I've lived in three different states, um, where I've had to go to DMVs, and Alabama's number two on that list. So. Alabama is the worst to me. I, today, so for those of you who don't know who didn't listen last week, I'm in the middle of getting my CDL license so I can just drive a church bus around. You know, really, really simple thing. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. I got to the DMV this morning at 9 a.m. on the dot. I finally left the DMV after passing my test successfully. <laughs> <laughs> at one eleven. That's insane. <laughs> Four hours and eleven minutes. When I was back there taking the test, there was a total of one worker. Oh my gosh! They're all in lunch, so there was one worker in the back room wow. doing everything. So I am so glad that I, I have my permit, so I have to go take my actual written or my road test yeah. in fourteen days. <laughs> so once again, I said it last week. For those of you wanting to get your CDL in Alabama. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Don't do it. Just stay away from it. Just drive 15 passenger buses instead of 25 <laughs> passenger buses. Um, so, yeah. The DMV has not been that bad for, for me. It, it's a DMV, so it takes, you know, a long time. The worst, though, was North Carolina. When we lived there, it was so bad. It was super expensive, first off. Like, it was over triple what we pay here in, like, property taxes. Uh. But on top of that... Um, they always, what was it, they had third parties come in and run the DMV. It wasn't a state, like you weren't a state employee if you worked at the DMV. You were a third party employee who was contracted by the state. So they did not care at all. They didn't look at you. You had no respect going. It was so bad. I will, I will give the workers who were in the back of the DMV credit. They were, they were really nice. They, yeah. were, they were great to interact with. Like one of the guys was just talking to me. and I mean, just like yeah. great conversations. Like There's nothing against them personally. And we no, were talking no, no. about this in the car yesterday. Um, it's just it's just a, against the whole corporation, the whole DMV, the global <laughs> DMV. I was just mad at. Um, but hopefully that part of my life is over for another two years because I think you have to get it recertified every two years or something oh, like that. For a CDL. So bless my heart. Bless your um, heart. So over the past few weeks, it's kind of been lower for us with content that's coming out. You know, Endgame came out a month ago. Um, so not a lot's been coming out besides Game of Thrones. And you know, if, if you've been listening to the podcast, I don't watch Game of Thrones. That's that's Cody's expertise. And this Sunday, this past Sunday, was the series finale. Yes. Eight seasons of Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, and it's been a little controversial. Just, yeah. <laughs> a little least. is to say the least, because it has been in the news huge. So, Cody, I just I just want you to kind of break it apart for us. What's been going on with it with Game of Thrones? What's been going on? Well, just with the finale and what, what's, what's all this hype about, all the um, controversies going on around the finale. I'm exhausted from Game of Thrones at this point. I've read so many articles, watched the show. Like I'm just like Game of Thrones out. Really, really quick, spoiler alert oh, yeah, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. for Game of Thrones. If you don't want to hear uh, Game of Thrones stuff, um, spoilers, just jump ahead a few minutes. Um, or just the entire wa- episode. Yeah. <laughs> just go just go watch the or just don't care like I did. Or just don't care. That yeah. works too. Um, that's, so, that's actually So easier. back to it. You're exhausted from Game of Thrones is I what really it basically am. comes down to. Yeah, so there's been controversy the entire season eight 
Like, we talked about it, I think, a little bit earlier. Which I feel like the controversy didn't start until, like, episode three or four. Kind of, yeah. people were saying one and two, even uh, King's Nightfall, the Battle of Nightfall was... (laughs) (laughs) Better. Winterfell. Winterfell Winterfell was pretty good, um, but I feel like after that, people just started, like, tearing it apart. Yeah, so everything up to episode three and then episode three um, were kind of expected. Everything was part of the overall plan. You knew that the Night King was going to come in. For those of you who are familiar, you knew that the Night King was going to come. They were going to have a big battle at one point, and that's what... Pretty much the entire season was going to be about, but there were leaks before, and then like news articles coming out that uh, that after that there was going to be half of the season was just going to be them trying to figure out who was in charge, and so who would be on the game? Of who throne? would be on the, Iron, the throne? Iron Throne? Yeah, yeah. So that's what the rest of the season dealt with, and that's what everybody really hated. Not just because it was like kind of political, but because it was. Slow and because it completely subverted expectations. Mm. I mean, like, to the extent where it seemed like the writers hated the audience and, like, hey, do you love these characters? Stab in the back. Literal stab. It was the red wedding of, <laughs> of audience of expectations. Audience expectations. <laughs> yes. Yes. The red wedding of audience expectations. They literally just killed everything that the audience wanted. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what happened in a nutshell. But to recap the last episode really quick, Danny was going to be on the throne, Daenerys Targaryen, and then John comes in the throne room and he's talking to her and he's like, oh, I love you, kind of, but they're also cousin, aunt, sister, uncle thing. Weird. Game of Thrones is Incest, so weird. <laughs> right? Um, anyway, so then he stabs Daenerys. This was actually kind of the cool part. He stabs Daenerys, she dies, and then Drogon the big dragon comes in, right? I skipped a lot of the episode, by the way. But a drug on the dragon yeah. comes in um, and is like looking at John, and then it looks like he's about to kill John with the dragon fire stuff. And then he's uh, Drogon just starts breathing fire and burns down the Iron Throne. So it was like very symbolic. And then he grabs Danny and flies off, and burning down the Iron Throne just like the Riders burnt down the whole yes. Game of Thrones. That was it. Was a big message. Like, yes. <laughs> you cared about this? We're gonna literally just destroy it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> And yeah. then who took over uh, the, Iron, the, I guess, kingship at the very end? Bran the Broken. Okay. Nobody was guessing him, right? A few people were. Because I saw, like, Facebook polls, and it was, like, it was between John Daenerys, John, um, or Tyrion. Tyrion. Yeah. And maybe one more, but I never maybe saw. Maybe Sansa. She was another frontrunner. I don't even know who that is, but I, I never saw Bran on there. Uh, Sansa is Dark Phoenix. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. King Grey. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, Bran... <laughs> Bran has been one of the most boring characters of the entire show. Man, <laughs> um, subverting expectations. Seriously, and he is literally like literally a living history of the, the people of the world in their in their world. So Tyrion says that he should be king. I don't know, man. And they just went with it. Called him Bran the Broken. We'll get into opinions on it, but a lot of people hated it. Yeah, I'll say that. I've I think on IMDb, whenever I looked yesterday, it was at a four point eight. Just that the finale. Episode? Yes. See, I, and I think the episode where Daenerys goes crazy, burns down King's Landing, and that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that? Yes. Okay. I don't know if we did it on the podcast. Me and you did. Well, anyway, that was the episode prior to this one where yes. Daenerys goes absolutely crazy. Yeah. Burns down the capital and kills like a million people with Drogon. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. And that one may get one of the worst ratings just because it did everything opposite of what yeah. people thought her character was. Yeah. Um, but it, that was 
kind of a cool episode. But with all this Game of Thrones discussion, we were talking about what we're going to do this week on the podcast, and we already had something scheduled, but I think you texted me as soon as the episode was over, and you were talking about how writers are subverting expectations um, just to keep a, a fresh writing, so you're just not giving in to fan service. So it made us think about the question that we're going to be talking about today on the podcast. Are happy endings dead in stories? Cody, do you think they're dead? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. When you you think back to nursery rhymes and princess stories, all these things, once upon a time... You know a lot of princess stories. You know, you know how yeah. I do. Um, but once upon a time, there was a princess in a castle, the Prince Charming went and saved her, and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. That was always the ending to these stories. They lived happily ever after. Yeah. That's dying within the entertainment world now, I think, in some ways. Yeah. And I think it has been dying for a long time. Like, I, I started looking back at some of my favorite movies just because yeah. I was thinking, how did it really end? I remember walking out of the movie or finishing watching, like, I really enjoyed that. But I don't remember, you know, specifically if it ended happy ever after yeah. or if it didn't. And even going back to movies in, in early cinema time, they, uh, no, they did not end happy. And yeah. TV shows especially don't end happy now. And yeah. And thinking back to even Avengers Endgame, it ended happy. I think so. Kind of. It, in some ways, it did. Yeah. But it was full. It was chock full of fan service. Yeah. And I think a lot of people could make the argument that there was lazy writing in Endgame, mm-hmm. just so that all this fan service could take place. And I think that's that's one extreme of it is giving this fan service, giving exactly what the fans want in some ways. And on the other hand, we have what we were just talking about with Game of Thrones. <clears throat> yeah, where Game of Thrones says, okay, we know what everybody's expectation is. Either John or Daenerys are going to end up on a throne. Let's completely flip that on its head and then try and work back to it is kind of, I think, what they did. Yeah. Like, because a big talking point in Game of Thrones has been that George R. R. Martin hasn't written the books to this point yet, so the writers... When did he... When's the last book? Like, what season would it be? Yeah, he has five books out. I think Dances with Dragons is the last one. And I think that might have been season five or season six. I can't remember. They broke it up kind of weird. So everything past what the books were were just screenwriters. Pretty much, yeah. Did he consult with them at all? He did. He's, he's always been a consultant on the show. And people have had some real varying thoughts on that. But I don't think that, that really holds that much merit. Anyway, that's a whole separate point. But they've given the show a lot of great moments. Yes. Um, and they have been, they've been great writers. The last season they just dropped the ball because of this expectation thing. I think it's what we keep coming back to. A happy ending in a story is kind of the expectation. Yes. Right? And then when you have a writer who says, I want to let people think that this is going to be what happens and then cut their feet up from under them in the last second and then try and give a surprise ending, sometimes it works and sometimes it does not work in Falls any way. Falls very flat. Um, yeah. And it's hard for anybody to be ever fully pleased with the finale of a movie or show because we have formulated so many ideas of how we want it to end. I mean, we had, you know, all kinds of in-game theory videos and podcasts. People have all these theories about how things should end. And the ending is never going to meet our expectations. The reality will never live up to those expectations. And sometimes they take it so far away that it just leaves us mad. I want to look at two extremes of this really okay. quick. Yep. I think the best way of subverting expectations was through Infinity War. It mm. ended in the 
in the worst possible way for our heroes, right? Everybody dies. Half the world dies. Our heroes lose. And I wasn't expecting it, honestly. You know, like, we know the story of the Infinity Gauntlet even before Infinity War, but I thought they were going to win. Did, did you? Or what was your thought going into Infinity War? Like, Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I had any thoughts as far as I, I think this is going to happen. Yeah. You know? But the whole time, you're faced with that threat of what could happen. Yeah. And they... they I think it's different than the normal expectations that we're talking about because they told you what's going to happen the entire movie. Yeah. Like, Thanos wants to destroy half the universe. And he Thanos did wants to destroy it. half the universe. And he straight up just did it. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like Thanos wants to destroy half the universe and then Thor actually cuts his arm off, then trips and falls, and he snaps anyway. Yeah. Like, that would be a stupid ending to a movie that some writers would try. Yeah. But they just did it. But yeah. it did subvert expectations still, in a way, because yeah. it was surprising that he did it. And then another movie that subverted expectations, not necessarily just the ending, but the whole movie, is Cody's favorite movie of all time, uh, The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you going Where, where am I this? going with this right now? Um, oh, I hate that movie sometimes. Ryan Johnson went in ways that nobody really expected. Yes. Which is interesting because J.J. stuck so, so straight to episode four, yeah. so formulaic, then Ryan Johnson almost went the extreme, yeah. subverting our expectations of how the force even works, <laughs> and it left people so mad. I mean, some people liked it. I, I'm in the camp of, I didn't hate it, didn't love it. You're more in the camp of, I hated it. Yeah. But why? Is it because of the way he has subverted expectations, or just the storytelling behind it? it it's, well, I think it's both, but the, with the expectations, it... This is a whole other discussion. But <laughs> Do you have it written out somewhere? I on? don't have it written out. I've got it always ready right will, here. Hey, just a uh, um, flash forward, uh, what's it called? No, Foreshadowing no. to uh, November, December. We're going to be doing basically a whole Star Wars month. Yes. So just be looking forward to that in Where November. we will really pass. December. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was actually watching a thing yesterday about uh, the Force of uh, the Phantom Menace just turned 20 years old very recently and they were just talking through it. it was like a 40 minute documentary on YouTube super interesting we'll get into that in November back to The Last Jedi for you yeah so with a Star Wars movie you know there's only what eight of them now well there's ten count, but there's eight episodic movies you, you just expect a couple of things and it's not like oh I expect to have a hero who goes through a life-changing journey and who is better in the end who confronts his fears it's nothing like you don't have or to have her. all the, or her his or her for you. <laughs> you don't have to have all of those things to make a Star Wars movie yeah. great, or like you, you know, you don't have to have a Death Star to make a Star Wars movie great. Which is what JJ. JJ, don't bring it back. Yeah, please don't bring in the Death Star. Wait, the Death Star's already in it. It is, but it's like destroyed. You know, Death Star two in Episode six. Yeah, Starkiller Base two. <laughs> that would be so, that would be so bad. <laughs> but anyway, you just expect some of the general sense of the universe, and I didn't feel like Last Jedi had any inkling of that. It didn't really pay any respect to the characters. My main thing was that Luke and the character that he was and everything that the movies and the shows and every single other piece of Star Wars literature painted Luke to be was completely betrayed in The Last Jedi. I As agree like, with that. Everything that he did was for a throwaway, one-liner, stupid joke, especially about the Force, which you go back to episode six, Luke Skywalker, like he reveres the Force. He reveres Everything yeah. about Jedi's like uh, uh, ah, it's so frustrating. What's so crazy? So that to me. was the expectation though that yeah. I had was that this is going to be a Star.
Star Wars movie, not this is going to be a weird Ryan Johnson bashes Star Wars movie. Yes, because you think about it, even with like that scene on Oct Two at the end of Episode Seven with Ray handing Luke the, the lightsaber. Yes, JJ probably had that scene going somewhere in his mind. Yeah, somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. And then the very first scene of Episode Eight in the Last Jedi, Luke gets the lightsaber and just kind of throws, literally throws it away. Literally and, throws the lightsaber and the whole entire premise behind that away. Yeah. That, I agree with that. That subverted expectations and made me mad about Luke's character as a Jedi. Yes. And the thing is, Ryan stayed pretty true to the rest of the characters as a whole. Like... Agreed. Like, you have... I like Ray a lot. I really do as a, the main protagonist. Ray, and he did a good job, like, with Finn and kind of developing his character. He's a bit more of kind of a... Yeah. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's clumsy sometimes, but he's still funny and he gets the job done. But, uh, and then with Leia as well. Yeah. Kind of keeps her as this royal figure and keeps that air about her. She isn't making stupid one-liner jokes for the sake of yeah, whatever. For sure. But with Luke, they just completely trashed his character. The, the most iconic. It, I, the, I, I will agree. I will agree with you on that. What the entire Star Wars movies, all of them have been pointing to is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, Which I think J.J. is going to redeem it again. I don't know, dude. Uh, But anyway, that is a big subverting of expectation. Agreed. Um, and through this whole subverting of expectations... You've got to find a better phrase for that. Subverting I, expectations. I've heard you heard say subverting expectations in the past week like 25 times. I know. It, I use it all the time. If, if there's a better word, I need somebody to tell Just me. Just let us know. There's um, got to be a better word. But through that. this whole discussion and the question, are happy endings dead... It, it made us start to like think of our best and worst TV and movie endings and TV finales and all of these things. So I actually put out a poll or a questionnaire, whatever it is, on my Instagram uh, past Wednesday. Follow me at TP Grant. Hit me up. <laughs> but I said, uh, I asked the question. I said, uh, what, in your opinion, is the worst TV show slash movie finale or ending? And I got about 25 to 30 different responses within there. You want to just read them? Or, yeah, hit the highlights. Um, uh, we'll read them and we'll kind of talk about them as we go. Um, one of the most overwhelming responses, which was actually included in my um, <laughs> question, was How I Met Your Mother. Hmm. How I Met Your Mother is one of my favorite TV shows and series of all time. And you've watched it all, right? Yeah, yeah. I started watching it because you guys watched it. Yes, and it's... It's so good, and it's oh, all it's great. You want to talk about how I met your mother now? Just go for it, since we're yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While we're here, <laughs> you might as well don't jump back to it. But it's all about Ted finding the mom, finding his wife. It is literally the name of the show. Literally, <laughs> that's all it is. And they build this all up, and then season nine it, it takes a few bumpy stops because it's all within the span of like forty-eight hours or mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's that a lot of flashbacks. Marnie and Robin's wedding, a lot of flashbacks. With the whole show is a flashback. Yes, but um, but season nine I didn't hate. I, I liked it. It still had the characters who they were, and then you get to the finale. And I remember I came home. We were we we're still living in Cleveland. And I came home, and you may have watched it with me. You may not have really remembered. I, I think I remember. I was yeah. so excited. This was the first finale yeah. I've waited for. And I watched through the two parts of it. And I teared up a little bit because Ted finally says, and kids, that's how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. That's a great line. That's what I've been wanting. But then I think about what happened, and I was left so mad. <laughs> because That's saying something for you, too. You normally like movies I, on the I do. On the I do. You don't care about the endings as much. Um, but we've been building up to this, to the mother, and we finally meet her in season nine. And then she dies immediately in the finale. Yep. Immediately she's gone. Yep. Immediately she is dead. In the last episode. 
Yes, right? in the finale. That's when they reveal that yes. literally all that's happening. You get this, like, towards, like, episode 20 of season 9, you're thinking, oh, something's happening. Like, you just get this weird, um, ominous, like, presence that she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And then she does. And then at the very end, he goes and he gets together with Robin. It's like 10, 15 years, in the, 20 years in the future, he gets together with Robin. And not just with Ted, but even with Barney and Robin, because season nine is about them getting married. Mm-hmm. Within 10 minutes, they get a divorce, and Barney knocks up some random girl and has a kid. And then he marries her, right? I think Barney so. Because he, he sticks with her after they have the child. I th- either that or, like, somehow he raises the kid. But and then Lily dies in that last episode, right? No, Lily doesn't die. I thought she did. I don't think she died. I've only watched it, it once. I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, I really don't care <laughs> at this but, point. But, I mean, let's see. How many your mother? One, two, three, four. Um, one of our students here at Fraser, she said, uh, literally only How I Met Your Mother. So disappointing. <laughs> and that's how I feel about it. It really is. It was... That was that was a really bad one. I looked at a couple of... I actually looked at a lot of different articles where they were listing TV shows that had terrible endings. We'll get into some of them in a second, but How I Met Your Mother was consistently on those lists. Jason Siegel, who played Marshall, actually, I think he wrote the finale. Did um, he? I think he did. And they may have actually recorded another finale or some other scenes that oh, went along did, with yeah. it. And it was exponentially better from what I've heard. I don't think it's been aired to the public. If it has, I want to watch it. And I want to make that my new canon for the <laughs> finale of How I Met Your Mother. Um, but it's, that's a show I invested so much time in. The first show I ever watched fully through, mm. and they just su- su- like subvert your expectations. <laughs> yeah, and they do it all within a fifteen-minute time span after they built up what yeah. is it, nine seasons or whatever nine seasons. It is. The writers didn't just knock the chair out from under me; they took a sword and ch- and chopped my ankles off and made me just fall down. Exactly. See, and I, the more that I've researched this, the more that I've seen. If you do an entire last season as a goodbye, as would only make sense. People are generally okay with it, or it's done really, really well. Yeah. Or at least the last four, five, six episodes of a 24-episode show. When you do something like Game of Thrones where you do pack everything into the last episode, you have to have a time jump to explain it or to not tell, tell the entire story like they did in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Like, people absolutely hate it because you have no finality. You have no – there's no closure. You just say, and then this happened, and here's where we ended up. Hope you're happy. I'm still mad thinking about it. Yeah, I'm it. still mad about it. Did you know that uh, after How I Met Your Mother, Josh Radner like made a band? No. It's actually I don't remember the name of it. Andrew and uh, Elizabeth's brother introduced it to me. There, it's actually really good. Really, it's good stuff. Like <laughs> Radner and Sons or something like that. It, it's fun. God, it's a good show though. I wish I could. Uh, now I tried to rewatch it, but I can't. Just it's way raunchier than I remember. It is. Than where I watch it. Uh, yeah. But it's such a great show. I want to go through a few more of these. Um, one of the, uh, she's a freshman uh, in high school, and she was at the old church I was at. She said, end game. Uh, uh, wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we got Heart of Dixie. I dare you to watch the whole thing. I've never, I don't know. I'm good. Um, and then here's one I know you're going to get a hot take on. Hot take. Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany put that, didn't she? She did. She did. That, that one is controversial. I, I would accept somebody that said um, Seinfeld had a bad... Uh, finale. I personally didn't mind it because with a show like that where it isn't one big story all throughout, how are you going to end it? You know, you can you could just end it with a with the uh, what is it? Cheers, where they turn the lights off in the bar and say that's it, folks, or like 
cheesy, but Seinfeld is absolutely not going to do that. Yeah. It's going to make fun of itself. Yeah. And that's exactly what it did in the final episode. Yeah. Final three episodes, I think. I, w- I mean, I, don't, I haven't watched it through, so I don't... Oh, my gosh. So, well, I can ruin it for you because it really doesn't matter. They end up going to jail because of a good Samaritan law that was passed in New Jersey where they're all visiting after a plane went down because Kramer was trying to get water out of his ear that got stuck when he went swimming. So anyway, they're walking around New Jersey. They see a guy getting attacked, and they all just start laughing. Then they all go to jail for it for 20 years, and it ends with Jerry doing stand-up in the jail <laughs> talking about airline peanuts. But actually, I think the last shot before that after credit scene was them walking to the holding cell and George saying, um, what's the point of this top button on the, on the T-shirt or on the yeah. button-up shirt? And then he's like, you know, if I open it up, then it fills up my shirt's too open. If I close it, then it's way too tight. What's the point of it? And then Jerry says, haven't we talked about that before? And I think they talked about that first episode, first season. So, so that kind was kind of what circle. they did. Yeah. But that was just a little moment. They didn't spend a whole episode yeah. trying to do that. Uh, some of the other ones, uh, Dylan said, in all caps, it's how I met your more. It's not even close. He was so mad he misspelled mother. Um, you said Game of Thrones, all of season eight. Yeah. Then I, this is my favorite one. Um, shout out to you, T. Wood. T. Wood. I didn't really like the ending of the second Austin Powers. <laughs> no words. I'm no I, words I, for that one. No idea. Um, and then uh, I got another one. It says alternate alternative best TV show ending ever, Futurama. You ever watched Futurama? No, but I actually have heard really good things I about it. I love it. It's a great show. I watched it all. Yeah. Um, and then I got, um, this is my favorite response with the way it's written. It's Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> with the clap emoji. Yeah, with the clap emoji. Um, with that new season they came out with on Netflix. Um, Were they talking about that or the actual end of Girl- Gilmore Girls? Either I, way. Either I don't. We don't, I wouldn't know. I watched a little uh, Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I watched a lot of it with Sarah. My wife said uh, best ones are The Office and Parenthood, which good picks. Um, and then uh, another resounding one that I haven't watched, and I don't know if you have either, is Lost. I have never watched a single episode of Lost. I, look, it's not just me this time. I'm so yeah. glad it's not just me, <laughs> but it's you as well. No, yeah, I heard that from a lot of people. That show at its height was insane. It was like Game of Thrones level, Sopranos huge. level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last... I think the last season essentially was just super disappointing. Um, I don't, I don't know what happened. I, I couldn't tell you, but every other, all those uh, lists I found, Lost consistently made it as well. Uh, just a few more. Uh, this is my favorite. Uh, Boy in striped pajamas. I think that's about like. Oh gosh. Concentration camps. Yeah, that one's gonna be sad. Anyway. It's just gonna be sad. Um, and then this, this one made Cody very upset. It did. Uh, TV show, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Yeah. Movie, Inception. Oh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I I made my own list, and Inception was number two of on my favorite. I think it's on my best as well. <laughs> oh my God. If you walked out of that and you were mad, and not like, <gasps> yeah, I was struck by it. Yeah, uh, three more. Uh, Baby Driver, never watched it. Yeah, watched um, it. the Death Cure. It's some weird Netflix Netflix movie. Okay, and then Dexter, which is uh, I've heard a lot about as well. Yeah, that one's got a terrible rating for the ending. Yeah. Um, so we, we've talked through a lot, some of the hours. Um, f- but for you, you just got off of it with Game of Thrones. Yep. Where does it rank for most disappointing, worst endings of a TV show finale or even a movie ending of all time for you? Uh, I put it. I have a just a top three of the worst, and this is. So, yeah, anyway, it's number three on that list. Okay, what are your top two, then? Top two, number two is actually I Am Legend, the theatrical ending. 
Uh, I tried to think across I all remember shows a lot of and movies. I'm Legend, honestly. It came out on my birthday, so I remember watching it. Okay. Seven. Um, that ending sucked. Um, okay. <laughs> it just did. And then number one was How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Worst. Yeah, absolutely. Literally the worst. Um, if you can, if you scroll down to mine, look at my worst endings. Uh, what what do I have on there? <laughs> Two. Nothing. One. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> that perfectly describes how it I really it. describes it so well. Um, uh, but while we're on it, really quick, let's talk about the best endings. Uh, let's talk about some happy endings. It yes. may be not happy, but happy to us. Um, yeah, yeah. What makes a good ending is probably a better a good, question than what makes a bad ending. A good ending, ending is uh, like the perception of the beholder, really. Like, how we see it. That's not smart. The perception of the beholder. I don't know. Let me put my glasses Where's back on. glasses uh, on. The perception of the beholder. Wow. <laughs> um, but it really is. It's, it's so subjective. This yeah. whole thing is subjective. People may say the happy endings still exist. And they probably do in, like... Aladdin, which is coming out this weekend, or in Detective Pikachu, you know, like, you know, like these very just mm-hmm. baseline movies. Yeah. Um, animated movies, they're gonna always have these, but more. I'm thinking we're both thinking more of bigger like movies, bigger, bigger shows. movies, yeah, more film, I guess, instead of just like blockbuster movies. Yeah, I um, did a lot of movies because I was thinking about this too. Yeah. On my list, I haven't seen that many shows all the way through, and I'm one of those persons, peoples, person. I'm like, purples. I'm one of those peoples, purples. I'm one of those purples where if I start a show, like I want to literally, I want to watch it all the way through to the end, not yeah. skip an episode. You know, it'll take me a while, but I want to watch the entire thing to, before I make a judgment on yeah, it. I'm sure. not just going to go watch the last season and go, oh yeah, that show. Sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've only seen a couple shows all the way through. But you want to go, I mean, I'll do my honorable mentions for my okay. shows real quick. Um, we'll, we'll just talk through them as we go. Like uh, This doesn't have to be a formal list. Well, I had 17 honorable mentions. Awesome, sweet. Just kidding. Um, honorable mention was Seinfeld is a good TV ending for me. But you said it was worse as well. No, I said I could agree with somebody, or I could you could see where somebody. but you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I didn't I thought they had to end it that way. The Office was one of the best TV ending shows. Agreed. It was so good. Interstellar. Oh, I like the end. Did, you can fight me on that. What, how does it actually end? Remind me. Uh, with Coop. Uh, Flying off to go find Bran on the New World. Correct. Yeah. After he says goodbye to his daughter, who's like 98 now. Oh, dude. Time traveler. Right? I'll never forget sitting in the theater and him coming back from that planet. Yeah. And the 23 year time jump or something. Oh, the first time the they first did time. time jump. And then the yeah the other guy oh, is super old. That messed me up. Yeah, that was brutal. And then he sits there and he watches the messages from his daughter. That was so hard to watch. Yeah, that was but brutal. it was so good. I thought it was fantastic. Some people really hated that Interstellar ending. Um, and then another one is Fight Club. Oh, yeah. That's, that movie's just great. <laughs> you thinking like the actual ending or the plot twist in it? Both. Yeah. But the ending is, is great. The, the last shot, um, what was he He said, you met me at a really uh, awkward time in my life or odd time in my yeah. life. And then they pan back. Great yeah. movie. Um, so I didn't have any honorable mentions. Mine aren't really in a, a specific order. Um, but I have two on there that I want to hit as well before I get to top five. Um, Empire and New Hope, Ooh. for new for different reasons. Because Empire, Ooh, ouch, just hit my elbow on something. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, you're left with a not happy ending. Luke has just been told that his father is a murderer. Um, <laughs> he lost his arm. Mass murder. He's been <laughs> he's been hanging um, in Bespin by his legs for a while, and he, he gets saved by Leia and the rest of the Falcon crew. But it's the rebellion you feel like is destroyed after Empire. You feel like it's, it's going downhill. Yeah. But it's a great ending. One of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. But then you go look at New Hope, which was right before, 
And it ends, this is the, the perfect happy ending. They wrapped up this movie not knowing if it would be a trilogy. But you end with them with a lot of pomp and circumstance, with them wearing medals. Chewie didn't get a medal. Uh, sorry, Chewie. Jeez. Also, we, R.I.P. P- Peter Mayhew. We never said that on the oh, podcast. Yeah. I know. He passed away. Such a great guy. Um, he was the actor for Chewbacca. Yes, he was. Sorry, guys, if you don't know that. Yes. Um, but just a very celebratory ending. Mm-hmm. Both very different reasons. That They're great endings to me. They are great. I don't know. Um, which one would you say is better, though? Would you would you objectively pick one? Subjectively pick one as better? I really don't know. I, they're they're so different to me. Mm-hmm. Um, a New Hope. I mean, it's definitely happier. Hundred percent. It's gonna make me feel better. But Empire is one of my favorite movies of all time, so I'm always gonna default to that, even though the ending isn't as happy. I think I think Empire has the better ending, yeah. which is actually not a happy ending. At yeah, all. which is. On almost better writing. It's mm-hmm. more of subverting expectations. But in the correct way. In the way. right way. They drop that bomb on you, then they give you a few minutes to process it and to look forward to what's yeah. next. we got to go get Han. Is the last shot of Empire... Uh, it's him getting his arm done. They're in the ship, and they're looking off into space. Yeah, yeah. they look off into the galaxy with all yep. the think, ships. Uh, R2 and 3PO, Leia, Luke mm-hmm. are sitting there. Um, yeah. So yeah. Chewie's there, right? And... Uh, I don't know if Chewie is, but Han's been frozen at this point. Yeah, Han's Yeah, so he's gone. Yeah. That's, a, that's another part where it's... Yeah, that was kind of what they were looking... But they were looking forward to that. You knew the next movie was coming. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, so what are some other ones you had for best? I had... This is a throwback. Gone with the Wind. Gone <sighs> with the Wind seen... or Casablanca. Those, okay. those two are fantastic. I haven't seen Gone with the Wind since I was probably in like elementary school. Yeah, that's school. fair. I just... I've always remembered the ending to that movie. I think my mom made me watch it one time and... Yeah. The ending to that movie, I can't even say <coughs> it, but <laughs> it, it's, uh, what's the woman's name? Oh gosh, I just lost her name. But the actress. I never had her name, so. <laughs> I, I just had it. This is going to bug me. Scarlett O'Hara. That's oh, yeah, not yeah. the actress name, but that's yeah. the um, character's name. She's like pleading with, um, what's his face? I don't know his name, but Clark Gable. And like talking, 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 talking. He finally gets to the door. He's leaving after the end of this three-hour movie, whatever it is four-hour movie, and then he turns around and he says, frankly, my dear, I don't Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he walks off, and then she's, like, lamenting, lamenting, and she says, oh, and then there's another day. Yeah. It's kind of a cool ending. Yeah. And um, then Casablanca is a great ending I'll go through well. two of mine real quick. Uh, Infinity War, we talked about it already. Just a oh. cool ending. Yeah. That, that the, it's just it's quiet for the past t- last ten minutes of it. It's just so somber. That's a great ending. Great. It is. One of the greatest cinematic experiences was sitting through that the first time. Oh, yeah. So good. And you walk out and you're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I can't breathe. Um, then Parks and Rec. We've talk- me and you have talked about this one a little bit. It's kind of a controversial one. Some people didn't like it. But I really enjoyed it. It was really, it was just cool to see. It, it was a lot of fan service because it was talking about what the characters were doing in the future. And there's a little bit of ambiguity behind it. Um, but there's still some closure with it. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I enjoyed that one, too. It didn't make my list. Um, but. Yeah. Your next one is, it's, it makes me, I don't know how I feel about it. The next one? Do you know what it is? Yeah, I'm looking oh, at your list. Oh, that one, that one, that one. Yeah, I'm going to, well, should I combine these two? I'll combine them, because both of these are Damien Chazelle movies. Um, so number four on my list is La La Land, and number three is Whiplash. I haven't seen Whiplash, so I want to talk about La La Land. Both of these are music movies. Yeah. What do you think? Okay, the first time I watched La La Land, I left that movie so mad. <laughs> I, I left it so mad. But then I watched it again, 
And I, we, we thought about it more, and then we watched it, and we listened to the soundtrack more, and watched it again. And watched it again. And I <laughs> fell in love with the movie. Really? I love La La Land. Even the end. Even the end. Yeah. It makes you so mad. Because you don't get what you've been wanting the whole time. Yeah. But it's a movie about jazz. Yeah. And sometimes jazz isn't completely resolved. Mm -hmm. In the same way, the story isn't completely resolved with, um, I don't even remember their names, with uh, Emma, Stone Emma Stone and, and Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Yeah. He, ends, she ends up with another guy. And they, they have this whole, like, this scene whenever they come into the bar at the very end. Whenever she walks in and she sees him and she pictures her life with him. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's what you wanted. And you come back to reality, and it's not a reality. God, it's so good. It's so cool. Like, oh, it's so good. The music go is it. what makes half of that, though. Oh, that man. soundtrack is fantastic. But I, I watched it the other day, or I watched the ending, and he's playing that melody on the piano. Oh, like the uh, theme, not City of Stars. The not City. Of yeah, Stars. I know what yeah, you're talking about. Their melody. Yeah. It's Seven Mia, I think is their name. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he's playing that, and then the very last shot. Um, or the last note, he doesn't come back to the tonic. He like, dun, 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 dun. Oh. Dun. and then it stops. Oh, I have not noticed that. Yeah. Dun, That's dun, so dun. good. Dun. And then he just takes his hand off the piano, and then it's a big pause. Everybody claps. It's so good. I've, dude, that yeah. may, I haven't noticed it, but that makes the movie even better. Have you ever watched Whiplash? No, I haven't. Dude, is I it don't the drummer even, movie? Yes, yeah. but it is. The ending to that movie is another one where it's kind of ambiguous, and it's been talked about in some, you know, essay videos. But yeah. it's another musical movie, um, and but it's not at all musical. It's yeah. just about music and kind of the cutthroat of like professional musicians and yeah. how that is, um, and the dangers of all sorts of stuff. Damien Chazelle, so good. I want to hit two more, and then we'll get to uh, your top two. Uh, Return of the King, one of my favorite movies of all time. And um, one of your favorite endings, too, though. I think so. It just, they resolve so much within the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> within the last mm, three hours. I, I don't know. We were just talking about it the other day, and I was reminiscing on my experiences watching Return of the King four times in theaters as a 10-year-old. <laughs> That's 12 hours of your life. You'll never get back. But I'm so glad <laughs> that I did it. Um, so, yeah, Return of the King. And then uh, this isn't my number one, um, but it's just on there. You said it, The Office. Oh yeah, great finale. Number one, that's good. Um, and then hit years. These are these are pretty big. Number two, Inception for me. Yes, I had Inception on mine as well. Oh yeah, you did. Um, Inception is a great ending. I love that movie all the way around. I could watch that movie again and again and again and again and not get tired of it. Um, and then I also I didn't write this, but it's Inception slash any Christopher Nolan movie made ever. So True. Interstellar made the True. list. But Memento's on there. Uh, oh my gosh, how did I just lose the magician? One with Hugh Jackman and The Revenant. No, the um, not The Revenant. Um, <laughs> what is wrong with? Oh my! I know you're. I know what it is. The end of that movie is absolutely. What is the name of it? Fantastic! I'm gonna look it up real quick because if you haven't watched it, folks, go watch it. If we can think of it. If the, we can find the name of it, that is. It's The Prestige. The Prestige. I know it was a the something. Dude, the end of that movie is so good. Um. So anyway, Chris Nolan is the master of endings as far as. I'm concerned. And then number one for me is Shutter Island. Okay. Have you ever watched it? I have. Okay, good. Yeah. Because he comes back and he finds out, spoiler alert, he's a patient. He is the patient. The he patient, is, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Latest? Je I, don't, I, don't I don't remember the name. Um, but no, the last shot is him talking with Mark Ruffalo. And he says, is it better to, what is it? Oh, I should have watched the end of this one too. I know. 
We should have watched any of these. We should have watched all these movies in preparation. You know, if we had time to do that, we would, but... Um, <laughs> but we don't. We have lives and work and kid. Is it better to die a good man or to live as a monster or something like that? Yeah, anyway, that's what he talks about. Okay. So where they were trying to make him become aware of his mental illness, and then he is aware of it, but he chooses to die anyway mm. because he knows he deserves it, mm. and he goes off to have his frontal lobotomy. So Rip his frontal lobotomy, or yeah. his frontal lobe. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is a depressing way to end the best <laughs> movie. So I, I, I want to wrap it up right here. I want to come yeah, circle. we've been talking about it plenty um, enough. So what makes a ending to a movie great for you? It has to have some kind of conclusion. I mean, you you can't leave it open ended. Like Inception did. That finished the story, <laughs> though. You can just think of the ending as two different ways, but it did finish the story of him trying to get back to his kids. So whether it was in reality or whether it wasn't, he was back to his kids. So that's what he wanted. Yeah. It did conclude his story, but maybe not. Our the way story, we wanted, in the yeah. way we wanted it to. So, conclusion. A conclusion. A conclusion. Um, for me, like, I love when things come full circle. Like, mm-hmm. when things that have been present within the eight, first half of the movie or the first season or whatever, and they kind of present themselves back in the very end, and then everything just comes full circle fully. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be happy for me. I mean, I, I like a happy ending, but um, I like a little bit of tension, as long as it's good tension, not just... A writer trying to be different just to be trying different. To make tension. Exactly. Like what yeah. kind of what happened with Game of Thrones, going back to that we were talking about. Just writing it just to just to be different. Yeah. Um I love fan service as well. Like you know, like it, you I do love like very artistic and creative endings, but I love also like end game. Whatever you end with just everything, everything you, you ever, ever wanted. wanted. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And that's why it, uh, Endgame isn't my favorite. Infinity War is my favorite MCU movie because I think it ends better and I think it's a better story overall. Hot take maybe? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but is it... Are happy endings dead? Yes or no? Is that is that your question you're asking me now? Yeah. Because all of the ones we've listed have been pretty unhappy endings. I think for... For more of a majority than they ever have been, yes. I think... I'm going to say this. For movies, yes they are. For TV shows, no they aren't. Okay. Yeah. And like the T V show happy, everybody's happy. Yeah. And the movie happy, everybody's like, What in the world was that for? And film culture can change in five years and T V culture can change in five years and we could have a different conversation on it. It could be completely different. See you again in five years. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring this back up in episode four hundred and thirty two. Um <laughs> of the culture shock podcast. Oh yeah, so uh great conversation on that. That was fun. Um but we have a few things in the news we want to get to just really quick before we go today. Two actually really big things. The first one actually came completely out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson, Edward Cullen himself, <laughs> was cast as Batman. What did what, you think about that? I didn't mind it. <laughs> I don't hate it. I, I, but I didn't have a problem with Ben Affleck as Batman. I, I, I didn't thought, have a problem. I didn't, I didn't think he was him. the best pick. No. Um, um, ugh, I don't know. I think Pattinson could be a really good, very young Batman with some room to grow. I don't know how good of an actor he really is. I never watched Twilight, but his resting face is brooding, so yeah. I'm sure he'll be fine. He has a lot of other good movies. I haven't watched them, yeah. but people have you know given him some praise, but he's... If you were him, you'd want to get away from Twilight too. 
Yeah, but with Batman, like, this is one of the most... Dark and brooding characters. Dark and brooding, but also people are so critical of Batman and, like, what they've done with it in the years past. Especially so. with how good Nolan made Batman. Yeah. And now, and not how, Affleck didn't do bad, but just the controversy Batman. that's been around it. Um, so, is the DCEU dead? Yeah, it has been for a while. I don't know what else they're going to do. I mean, Aquaman and Shazam came back, came out, but, yeah. like... I think they just have to go more standalone now. Yeah, they're going to have to. This could be a standalone trilogy or whatever they're trying to do. I think it would be very interesting to do a young Batman, but they've just done the origin so many times already. Just go watch Batman Begins. Yeah, Batman Begins is the best origin. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want a full origin of Batman again. Like, we know what's going to happen to him, but maybe they'll do it right. I don't know. It's... Maybe they'll do something different. Suburner expectations. Yeah, suburner expectations. That's um, what we want. So, and with Henry Cavill gone as well, it's really interesting to see what they're going to do with DC movies coming out now, um, and with the new Joker. Um, so much weirdness. Um, and then lastly, um, these kind of came out of nowhere. But Vanity Fair, they usually release some images. Um, you, it, they do a lot of Star Wars stuff whenever mm-hmm. they're shooting. Um, but they released a series of what, ten, twelve images, something like that. Um, <clears throat> yesterday. Uh, of episode nine, Rise of the Skywalker, which I said Rise of the Jedi last week. I went back and edited it and heard that. I was embarrassed. <laughs> did you voice that over? I, Rise of the Skywalker. I, I did. I did. Um, does anything stick out to you when you see those images? Uh, first off, they're beautiful because they were shot by Annie Leibovitz. Dude, they are so pretty. Yeah, she. They are so well done. If you, if you'd never. You have seen her pictures. You just never know it. Like, and, and are you looking Leibovitz. at the covers of Vanity Fair? With I'm looking, Kylo the, I'm and looking Ray? at all of them. She's she's been so good, all like for fifty years. One of the best photographers. Yeah, um, but they're beautiful. They're great. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing uh, through all these that people are talking about a lot. Uh, one is the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. It's clearly the Knights of Ren, and they're captioned as the Knights of Ren. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be cool. I really hope they have a big role to play, um, in it. Mm-hmm. Anything about that? You stick on no, me. Yeah, Knights of Ren. Still know almost nothing about them, <laughs> so... Which J.J. wants, because he was ready for them. Episode 7, he uh, built it up. and That was going to be fantastic. Ryan Johnson's like, no, nah, let's just go with the Praetorian Guard instead. <laughs> um, for our big cast of baddies. Yeah, um, it didn't work. Then the biggest one is uh, the picture of Luke in R2. Uh, it just looks like an episode eight Luke. Looking Where did they get that? Like, what? Is he on set, or...? I mean, it looks like it, right? If... Or is, that or is this J.J. subverting our expectations? <laughs> I don't even know, dude. Um, I don't. I have no clue what they're going to do with it. Like, because this looks like that throwback to the dream sequence that happened in episode 7. It does, when he puts his uh, he metallic puts his hand, hand on R2. On R2 yeah. His um, face looked different then, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Raycon? <laughs> yeah. Full <laughs> Raycon? Please, no. <laughs> oh, um, so they're on a planet called Pasana? Which is the... Okay. Who is? Luke and R2? Uh, the, that's the desert planet. Got it, got it. Where, like... I see... There's a picture of just some random people dressed in stuff, and it says, Jordanian locals play the Aki Aki, natives of the planet Pisano. Okay, cool. So that looks like the place where they're at, where they're shooting in Jordan. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um, the only other image that's really awesome is the one of Lando... <sighs> And then Poe and Chewbacca. Billy D. Williams is something else. He is. He's where they're all sitting in the uh, cockpit of the yeah. Falcon. Oh man, that looks awesome. And they got that new there. little droid over there too. Yeah, no, what's his name? Do you remember? B O D O. Bodo. It is D O. D O. Yeah, I see that. 
Um, so yeah, I got, uh, we'll have a lot more stuff of Star Wars to cover in the co uh, coming months. Uh, check us back in November, December. We're going to be hitting Star Wars month, and I'm, I'm excited for it already. Like, yeah. going to be ranking our favorite movies, most iconic moments, worst acting moments, maybe even in Star Wars. Um, that would be great. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> but before we go today, Cody, um, I've, been, I've been thinking. You've been dying for this, I, haven't man, you? I've been, I've been thinking about it. I, need to, I have to ask you a question. You have to ask me a question? Yeah. I thought I was asking you a question. No, I'm asking you. I always oh, okay, yeah, ask you first. No, what? I ask you first, right? No, I ask you first. Do you? Because you always forget to ask me back. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. What's your binging? Oh, yeah. What am I binging? Yeah. Do you see what I wrote on the... Bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really watching it? Okay. All right. Don't knock it till you try it. That's all I'll say. Of course I'm into the sci-fi stuff, and I always watch... Just, or don't watch. I watch and read random little books and things like that. Battlefire Galactica has always been there, but it's always been such a source of ridicule because of The Office and how much everybody makes fun of Dwight for <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. I watched the miniseries, uh, the miniseries that's on Amazon Prime, um, which is actually just like one three-hour movie. Yeah. It is really actually good. Um, Do you remember the episode of The Office where uh, <coughs> Jim is trying to get Dwight to stop working and he goes to Andy. He's like, hey, did you catch the uh, episode of Battlestar Galactica last night? Uh, she's like, no, it's, it's about a guy named uh, Frodo Dumbledore who's going to take the one ring back to Mordor. And he's on going on about it. And he's like, uh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's all I think of Battlestar Galactica. Anyway, I've been watching. I'm just giving it a shot. The miniseries was really good. I haven't really watched any of the actual seasons. There's four seasons of it. Um, so Dumbledore Calrissian is what he calls him. Dumbledore, Dumbledore Calrissian. <laughs> That's better than Frodo Dumbledore. Frodo Dumbledore. Tyler, what have you been benching? Dude, you without a without, without a brand, missing a beat. Good job, man. Yes. Um, so I finally started the book called Educated. Uh, we've been talking through it last week. I'm about four chapters in. I think it's going to be super interesting. Really cool read already. Mm. Just reading about this girl's uh, upbringing uh, in very Mormonized Utah. Um, so super interesting. Uh, this weekend. We're going to the lake for Memorial Day, and uh, we're going to have some free babysitting with family, so we're going to go to the movies, probably see Aladdin, just to give Elizabeth a movie she wants to see instead of me picking. I really want to see Detective Pikachu still. Yeah, no, I'm siding with Elizabeth. Oh, Anything man. Would be um, which uh, reviews are in for Aladdin, and people are saying Will Smith is the best part by far. That's weird. I know. Interesting. And then the last thing... Um, Man, this one's going to be fun to talk about for just a second. What? Cody was over last week. Um, we had some craziness with my son. I don't want to talk about that because it'll disgust all of you. <laughs> but we started playing. He started playing uh, Sekiro with me. Sekiro. Sekiro. Shadows die twice. Uh, Cody, tell me about your experience playing Sekiro. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's it. so freaking hard. Oh, it was not fun. It was... My name is... <laughs> Do you remember his name? No, I heard it like 30 times, but it's some like Japanese demon on a horse. That is the hardest video game ever. That's so hard. <laughs> That's so hard. But that feeling when I beat it, if Judah wasn't asleep, I would have stood up and screamed yeah. at the top of my lungs. Um, and then the, the next day I spent uh, an hour and a half on a mini boss. <laughs> Mini boss, not even like a main boss. I, I just I, I couldn't enjoy it. It made me think of Assassin's Creed so much, but it was harder. so much harder than Assassin's R. Creed. R.I.P. My sanity. <laughs> yes, and your free time. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything else you have to add to that though? 
Uh, I am good. You're good, man. I'm tired. I'm, I'm too. It's those DMV experiences are really Memorial Day is right around the corner, though. Yeah, get some extra sleep in. Some time out. Um, could have like. But I think that's all the time we have for you this week on the Culture Shark Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.